numbers, you give them the ball back. Uh, clock management is not the issue. Here's the thing. You've totally avoided the question that I've What's asked. That? You proposed what? about music, Grandpa, and you've yet to come up with a song that I'm can gonna, be... I'm going to marinate on it. Okay, you marinate on it, and that's what we need. Well, we could find B.C. swag surfing under the LED lights at the Joe this weekend. We know that. Hey, B.C.'s better, been in the weight room, be man. Better than what like, seen lately. I think B.C. Sure. has discovered SARMs. Hmm. Well, it's something in that studio. <laughs> What's on deck you should, for, uh, you should visit. Yeah, no, hey, I don't, don't want to get tested. Hey, I got a water bottle for you that says, don't skip leg day. It's an upper body business, brother. I would tell, and I, I got one for you that says, I don't turn down donuts. So, Oh, oh you're, you know what? I, you're a horrible human being. <laughs> What's on Bleed Tech Blue tonight? Yeah, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about the bye week, take a look at Sonny Cumbie's press conference, kind of some of the key takeaways from that. B.J. Williamson, Smoke Harris, join us at 645. Malcolm Butler, join us at 7. Um, you find a UTEP person? I don't yeah, think they're covered. <laughs> well, exactly. That's Do you remember when we went to Conference USA Media Day, there was that one guy with glasses that you invited to eat that was like wh- – they got one we're, guy that covered him, and I've had him on for five bat. years, and I was tired of talking yeah. to him. So. No. You don't remember don't that remember. guy? No. no. Oh, yeah. It was – yeah, you do. Hey, UTEP has a D lineman from Jonesboro High. Yes, they do. Pretty really? good, too. Yes, he is. Portal. Um, let me ask there you a question go. real quick. Is South Alabama on the schedule next year? <laughs> Better hope not. <laughs> did you discuss trying to score with two minutes left? Are you gonna, like, did you ever talk about that on your show, running the score? We did. I kind of enjoyed it. I thought Tech deserved it in a sense. Golly, I'm surrounded by horrible human beings. Beck and Tabor, I guess. Look forward to the show, guys. Appreciate it. Looks forward to some glazed donuts as well. For Nick Brown, for John hey. Tabor, Sean Fox. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition no, of the you company. Won't. No, you won't. This has been the Sports Company with Sean Fox. Presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. On your mark, get ready. It's football season on your home for sports, Sports Talk 97.7. On Mondays from 6 to 7, it's the Louisiana Tech Coaches Show, followed by the Grambling Coaches Show and then Monday Night Football. Tuesdays at 6, it's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. On Thursday at 6, it's the Union Parish Coaches Show. Then at 7, the LSU Coaches Show with Brian Kelly moves to a new night Thursdays at 7. That'll be followed by Thursday Night Football. On Fridays during the sports company at 5 o'clock, we shut everything down. It's high school football game night where we get you ready for all the area games. Then at 6.30, it's Union Parish Fighting Farmer Football, followed by the original prep report with Ken Trahan, where they get you up to date on all the scores across North Louisiana. On Saturday mornings from 8 to 10, it's the Nick Brown Show. Then from 10 to 11, it's the High School Football Rewind. Three hours before kickoff, it's our local LSU pregame show, Tiger Talk, followed by LSU Football right here on Sports Talk 97.7. Then Sunday nights, Sunday night football. You're home for football in the Arkla Miss and the Arkla Techs. Sports Talk 97.7. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. 
Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Lead Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Of course, you can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. Your Bulldogs, enjoy the bye week. Uh, Beck, did you enjoy a bye week? I did, BC, but back in the Joe, Saturday night. I'll be honest. 75 degrees is the high. It feels like I'm getting a little antsy, ready to be back in the Joe. I know it'll be a raucous atmosphere. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I mean, what are you thinking about? 1,500 students? Maybe. Possibly. Think they'll make it to the half? Yeah. It's not homecoming, so they won't make it after the half. That's right. But the the dogs will be back, um, of course, 6 p.m. kickoff on Saturday night. Uh, UTEP comes to town to open up Conference USA play. Uh, I got to ask you this: obviously, one and three. We've we've talked at nauseum the last four weeks about all the struggles that the Bulldogs have had, particularly within the interception department. But does the the Conference USA slate getting underway give you any sense of optimism? Uh, it does. I mean, I just like games that really matter. You know, I think that I mean, league play, I think, it just brings out a different type of game. That, even if it's UTEP. Even if it's UTEP. But I'll be honest, checking uh, what you know I hate to do, but checking scores around the Conference USA, couple of surprises. Oh, who surprised you? Uh, Rice beating UAB. Yeah, the Owls do seem like There's they a couple of teams that we used to be like, man. I, I we need to be a little more like, whoa. I tend to agree. You know well, what I'm saying? Rice might have a little bit of a squad so this I, year. I kind of like a little variance, a little different. You, you know who different. Rice's leading receiver is? No, not Christian McCaffrey's little brother. Oh, that's Luke. right. He's still there. Still there. Okay, I'll be there. A um, while. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's just I think you know you you play these games, those first four games, P five FCS, P five G five. Yeah, just new staff. You're just let's get let's see what we got here, and now we're into league play, and you got a, you got two weeks to practice, got a couple games of film, some stuff you don't like on there. Trust me. Well, yeah, no kidding. But, you know, you talk about two weeks to prepare, and, you know, we hear it all across college football. Uh, when you go into a bye week, every coach in America talks about the opportunity to, you know, self-scout, re-examine some personnel, you know, uh, all these different things that, that coaches tend to do during these bye weeks. Obviously, there's a lot of recruiting going on as well. Coaches sent out on the road, check out various high school games. But from Louisiana Tech standpoint, and – I, I do feel like it's a little bit different because, you know, we talked back before the season started. You get the opportunity as coaches to really see these players for the first time in the spring. Right. You see these players again in the fall, throughout fall camp. You know, you get 20, 25 practices. And then you get them in that game action. And it's like, all right, well, you know, I thought we could run the speed sweep effectively. Uh, it doesn't work against Missouri. Well, and and, and I think that, you know, you never want to go into a bye week off of a loss. and You, you know, it never feels like the quote-unquote right time for a bye week. But at the same time, you are resting yourselves. You you do get an opportunity to get your feet under underneath you in a sense. I, I do think that it's a little bit more important for a first-year staff to get that two-week break, to get that two-week hiatus, 
to where they can kind of sit back and be like, all right, here's what Parker McNeil is doing well. Here's what Smoke Harris is. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of assess guys more on an individual basis and, and kind of really make some, I guess, real adjustments. And and for that reason, and I'm not sitting here saying that Louisiana Tech's about to reel off five of their next eight in conference play and make a bowl game, but it does give you a sense of optimism it's from a, a fan standpoint, yeah, knowing that you do have a real chance to make some changes now that you've seen these guys in game action. And it's like a reset. You just you just need a reset sometimes. And it's the same reason that you feel so terrible after a loss on Saturday night, but then by next Saturday you're all hyped up again. Now, oh, I, I, pick I, them I, don't remember, yeah, I don't remember the last – if this has happened before – but I kind of like getting a bye week right before. I do too. Right before league play, especially with the new staff. Uh, Tech's the only team in the conference yet to play a conference game. By the way, yeah, I don't. I don't hate that. I don't either. I really don't. I think that's probably an advantage. Now, you know, if you get some injuries late, you'd always want another week. But hey, like you said, I'm jacked up again. I am too. UTEP is not the UTEP of the past. They, they have been your lock of the year before, correct? Or was that just UTSA? I, I think UTEP kind of stays in the old snoozer of the year. Yeah. Normally. May not be a snoozer. I think Tech opened at a three-point favorite. Uh, actually, opened as a one-point dog. It's actually jumped to Tech no. a three-point favorite. A lot really? of money on the dogs early this week, which surprised I mean, me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, who's betting on the dogs? Yeah. It ain't me. It's a tricky matchup. Not yet. I'm doing it Saturday. It's a tricky matchup in this sense. UTEP started its season one and three, okay? And, you know, they, they came off a bowl game a year ago, which obviously the first time they've been to a bowl in, since NOM. Jacob Cowling, the receiver, transfers out following the year. He goes to Arizona. He's one of the best receivers in the country. You look at their early season slate, you lose 31-13 at home in a conference game to open the year to North Texas. Then you get OU, bounce back, win over New Mexico State. Then you lose to New Mexico. And then it kind of shifted for him from a – from a strategy standpoint, from an offensive standpoint, Boise State, they beat the Broncos 27-10 to two weeks ago in El Paso on a Friday night. They only threw the ball 11 times. Ooh. Fast forward to this past weekend, go on the road at Charlotte, win 41-35. By the way, it's the first win UTEP's ever had, ever, in the Eastern time zone. Now 126-1. What a stat. What a stat. But... They only throw it 14 times in that game. Woo. They've only thrown the football 25 times in two weeks. So, Got a little Chicago Bears action going uh, on. Yeah, you better. Hey, Deshaun Hall said it today in the press conference. Stack the box. It's a game about pride up front on the defensive line. Tech's allowing nearly 250 yards rushing a game right now. You don't stop the run on Saturday night. Utah's yeah. going to control the football game. They're probably going to have 40, 45 minutes of time possession. Say, Tech's gonna and have, that's not exaggerating. And Tech's going to have four possessions all game. No, I mean, really. It's potential to be to be ugly on that side of things. Now, as a fan, not my favorite type of football no, to watch. No, boring to watch, but, I'll be honest. You know, you know our boy Grubbs is getting ready. Oh, you know he's jacked up he's for this just, one. He ain't slept in a week. He's excited. He's ready to go. But you're right. That's a That's a little... I don't know. Are you are you when you get a team that comes in pass heavy versus run heavy? Oh, yeah, I, think, I mean, like if this was flipped, if it was pat or like what do you what would you prefer if a team's going to be so lopsided on one side? I'd rather prefer? throw the ball. Yeah, because it's just a chance it's you more take fun it away. To watch as a right. fan too. I mean, it's more 
pleasing to the old eyes. And there is nothing worse than just a four-yard a carry, 95-yard drive that takes 11 minutes. There is That's nothing, who they are, though. It is who they are, and it will wear down a defense, and it'll be exhausting for fans, exhausting for coaches. Offense gets a little antsy, and they get back it, in there, and they try to make a quick score. Well, and, and Coach Cumbie talked about this last night on Inside Tech Football. There, there's some strategy to this as well when you talk about going out for the opening coin flip. It's like, if we win the toss, it's like, you might take the football in a game like this because you want to have the opportunity to go down and score, and maybe you can force UTEP to play from behind to kind of force Yeah, you make them feel like running's not quick enough. Yeah, and it's one of Because that's hard as a coach. We've heard from, from coaches before, you go down one or two scores, super hard to stick with the run. It is. Even if it's your identity. It's like, man. If I could just get a quick score, get back in, then I could start my game plan. It's like, no, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Are that's you why patient you get, enough? Are you disciplined and that's enough? That's why some of these games that you see these coaches that do that, you're like, the commentators and people around the country are like, man, that, that really takes guts to stick to it. Because you feel it as a fan, I guarantee you coaches feel it too. It's tough. It's tough. And, and you know, you, you talked about UTEP, obviously, going back to the game a season ago in El Paso. Um they beat Louisiana Tech 19-3. to They gained bowl eligibility with that win, I believe. Um, it was a huge crowd out at the Sun Bowl. Like You have to think that some of the older guys for Louisiana Tech, and we'll talk with B.J. Williams and Smoke Harris uh, coming up here at 645. You have to think, and listen, I, I don't think UTEP on the surface kind of jumps off the page as far as the, the, the common Louisiana Ruston residents, not like, oh, man, UTEP's coming to the Joe. I got to get out to that one. But, like, it's a good football team. It's a disciplined football team. You look at how Louisiana Tech's played over the last, you know, two or three weeks. I, I think it's crazy that Tech's an, a, a favorite right now. I, I, I do, too. I was crazy. really surprised by that. I, I will say the back end of two long road trips for UTEP, all the way to Charlotte, fly back home, then come all the way back to – like. Yeah, I, hope to play a role. I hope they're tired. I, I do too. I, I wish they'd jump on a bus and drive from El Paso, but Ooh. I doubt they will. But, I mean, it's going to be a game offensively, and it feels like we've probably talked about it too much over the last few weeks. You turn the football over in a game like this? It's going to be tough. Very tough. And now, and you just when you turn the football over, I, I think most coaches and players feel like I just can't wait to get it back to redeem that. And they go on an eight-minute drive, and that's uh, that just gets more demoralizing by the minute. Now, flip side of this, you know what they're going to do. You do. You've been you had two weeks to get ready for it. I mean, uh, it's so if you stop football. it or slow it down, you got a real good chance of winning this it's ball like game. Deshaun Hall said it's a yeah. pride game up front. Like force them to throw it, get a couple picks, give them a little taste of our own medicine. Uh, I yes, I agree. Uh, but uh, I mean, do you think they will? I mean. They get down two scores. Are they throwing it? No, I don't think so. I I, I think Dana Demmel, uh, the head coach at UTEP, is old school enough that he's not going to rush it. He, he's seen how his team has played in games when he's tried to throw the football a lot. Quarterback Gavin Hardison, he's been there forever. He doesn't complete a high percentage, especially with you know Jacob Callen moving on to Arizona. So when they do throw the football, though, they're not looking for the old eight-yard out. They're looking for the old slant and go for six. I mean, they're playing play action, throw the football down the field, get explosive. The Griffin A-Bear play is what you're saying. Exactly. I don't know if they run the old RPO. Might be a little too modern for UTEP. Okay. little too modern for UTEP. But I think going back to the bye week, I think the bye week, like you said, you never want to enter a bye week on a two-game losing streak. But at the same time, 
probably beat up a little bit. You know, we saw Ray Kelly go out uh, with an injury against South Alabama. We saw Josh Moat go out with an injury. Who knows if he plays this week? Sounds like he's pretty questionable, uh, according to Sonny Cumbie in his press conference this afternoon. If he can't start at left guard, he's your best offensive lineman. You have to think that Burt Hale inserts another Oak Grove product uh, th- that's really come on in recent weeks. So you got the opportunity to heal up a little bit. But, you know, now's the time. Like, if you're going to make a move to compete uh, with some of the upper echelon teams in the league, which is, I, I don't know if it's saying all that much yeah. when you look at the caliber of Conference USA, but at the same time, Louisiana Tech's proven absolutely nothing to this point. It, it starts this week. And you can you can change the thoughts of a lot of folks if you come out and play clean football, exciting brand of football, and pick up a home win in front of your home crowd. Uh, it's the last night game of the year at the Joe. Does that mean anything to you, or are you just pumped that you can go hunt after the, you know, some of the day games? I mean, I do love a night game. I do, too. I'd rather the afternoon games be later in the year, so you will not hear me complaining about that. Yeah, a little sun later in the year. A little sun later in the year. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Ben. I, I think uh, this is a tough one in the sense of, you know, if you get beat by the run – you know, you might have old Cumbie in the post game press conference. You might get a little sound bite. You might get a you might get a little they are who we thought they were, you know, and we let them off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> you think he'll go there. He might. He might. I'm just saying you got two weeks to prepare One to stop thing the run. I appreciate the heck out of for Sonny Cumbie is like if you want to blame him, he'll take the blame. You wanna ask him about the quarterback, he'll tell you what he thinks. If he thinks Parker McNeil's the guy, which obviously he does, Parker McNeil's slated to start uh, for the third consecutive or fourth consecutive week this week, he'll tell you. And, like, I, I can live with a coach that's comfortable in his own skin. He understands what's at stake. He understands it's the first year and that there's going to be growing pains. And I just respect him as far as how he's gone about his business. Through honestly, and we're going to talk I don't about, mind listening to him. No, and we're going to talk about it in the next segment. Being a first-year head coach is probably the most difficult thing to deal with as fans because patience ain't exactly something that goes into fanhood. It doesn't. It's like oil and water. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, we had a terrible year last year, and we hired the guy to to bring us some wins, and that's what you want. And you you know you don't always you don't always have a ton of time to to extend to your your patience and fanhood. It's just Kind of want it now. I, I totally agree. Let's go ahead and take our first time out. We come back from the break. We'll talk about the expectations for a first-year head coach, a first-year coaching staff, uh, and kind of how that relates to being a fan and some of the difficulties that it takes to get through that. You're listening to Bleed Take Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, 
O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit walpoletire.com. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep. Dodge and Ram. Two pre-owned lots. Local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family Rustin. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed at Tech Blue Radio. BC Beck Ains, John Tabor. Sports Talk at 97.7. Of course, you can get us on the O'Neill Gas hotline or text line. 888-993-7762. Want to thank our sponsor, Louisiana National Bank. For over 100 years, LNB has been your community bank. Go see my friends at Louisiana National Bank for an uncommon experience or check them out online at ln.bank. Of course, Smoke Harris, BJ Williamson will join us on behalf of Louisiana National Bank at 645. Also, have the voice of the Bulldogs, Malcolm Butler, join us at 7. I uh, got a little interesting angle I want to take with Malcolm just about. You know, what goes into being a radio guy? Like, from a preparation standpoint, from a roster standpoint, uh, learning a new head coach, you know, what buttons can you press uh, post-game after a close loss or, or a close win uh, to where you obviously um, don't want to throw a coach under the bus, but you also can't be the guy uh, that's afraid to ask that tough question. Yeah. <clears throat> this is – I think I feel like media – more than ever is getting more transparent, you know, and I think coaches I are becoming becoming more uh, open to the tougher questions. I mean, people want transparency in a world where they can get answers immediately. Uh, if, you know, you if, if the coach really ain't good, oh yeah, up. and the reporters just being able to tweet out something that, I mean, that's stuff that they couldn't submit for a whole article back in the day, but True. now they can yeah. treat a one sentence, a tweet a one sentence soundbite, or I guess it's not a soundbite if it's words, but you know what I'm no, saying, yeah. a one sentence thought or whatever. I think you know, like okay, so the other night there was a uh, a fan ran on the field during the Monday night game. And it was the Manning cast actually showed it. Like they said, Hey, we're the we're the B squad. We can show this. And traditionally networks don't show that fan. They don't want to give me any extra attention or encourage this. But it's like I saw a tweet that said, just show us. Like somebody's got the video somewhere. We're gonna yeah. see it. Like just show us. So in in a world where where coaches are I think that just the transparency is being demanded a little more. And I, I think it's, it. I do too. And and the, here's the deal: if you're given to a university who is then in turn paying tens of millions of dollars or millions of dollars or whatever for this coach, like 
tell us what you think. You know, I, I get the secrecy of like I ain't gonna tell you who's injured because I don't want the other team. No, to I, yeah, I get that. Point. But like, if you're at a quarterback battle, like, tell us what you think. Yeah, like, tell we want what player A's doing. Tell what player B's doing. I tell you what, there's nothing that disengages a fan quite as fast as is just like giving the coach. The poli- yeah, like just like I think I think Cumbie's done an incredible job of that. I've heard that from several fans that. They feel like they know what's going on within the program. They feel like he's being well, transparent. They feel like he's being honest. Like, and on the flip side of that, I, I think at some point, you know, we sit here and we talk about, you know, some of the small things that happened within a game as far as, like, like for instance, go back to Clemson, own 32-yard line, and Cumbie goes for it on fourth down. Like, yeah. And, like, all the Tick friends are like, man, that was great. Like, he went for it on fourth and two on his own 30. He's probably like, guys, like, I, I'm just an aggressive coach. But at the same time, it's like, you appreciate that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you appreciate some boldness. You appreciate that in a game you're not necessarily supposed to win on paper. Like, like fans can get over some of that stuff when you are open in the media and you're willing to talk and you're willing to say, hey, here's what we don't do right. Here's what we're trying to fix. He's done it this week with the quarterback position. He said, obviously, we're turning the football over too much, but... We're not giving them clean throwing lanes in the you know against right. air even anymore. We're putting dummies up to try to bat balls down. Like that's what we're doing, and I, I think that you can live with some of that stuff knowing what the team is trying to accomplish in practice. Yeah, and tell and tell me what like what you're doing to work on it. So today in his interview today, he talks about. I mean, no secret. This has been a, this might be a bulldog curse. Coming out of the half, the third quarter is traditionally just awful for the yeah, Bulldogs. Awful. Yeah. It was in the previous administration and it is now. He said, we're coming, we're taking a halftime at practice, giving the guys a couple minutes, 10 minutes off, whatever, and we're practicing coming out 110% out of that timeout. Yeah. Like it's, you know, like I'm sure as you think about it, it's like, how does practice run? It's like, all right, take a break, get into the next set of drills. Yeah, you two, probably, three minutes, you're yeah. probably not even thinking about coming out super intense, but he's getting these guys up and saying, like, Come out of the half ready to ready go. To go. Yeah. And like so that's that's interesting to me. And that's not like a not if you're the opposing yeah, if you're yeah. the opposing coach, you're like, oh guys, we gotta prep for this. They're coming out of half with a little juice. Look it's out. like no, I watched the film. I watched you get outscored one hundred and seventeen to four coming out of the half. I bet you they're addressing that coming out of the bye week. Like, no secrets there. But that's just neat. That's intriguing for me as a fan to be like, okay, like that makes sense. He and, recognizes what the common yeah. fan recognizes. And I'm not saying it's going to be fixed. I just well, it's I, nice to know. I, I also think it's better to talk about something like that than sitting there being like, well, oh, got to execute yeah, better. Yeah, second and seven, the center's not hitting the A gap properly, and the run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you like, can totally go in the the total other side of that. Just be so technical that you lose everybody. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. Like yeah. you have to hit on things that that common folk can kind of relate to in a sense. By the way, did you catch um, the old uh, new addition to the Joe this week? Yeah, I got a little, uh, what do you even call a ribbon? A ribbon board. A ribbon board. A little scoreboard in the south end zone uh, along the DAC. You uh, can throw up like, happy birthday, BC. Here comes champ. <laughs> if they type out, here comes champ. Uh, would you be surprised? No. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, Hope they can operate at week one. I'll yeah, be this honest. is this is running on the length of the DAC in the end zone, uh, right, right up, above right, the windows, right above the windows, right under the seats. Uh, gonna be cooler at night than it is during the day. Shocker, uh, you know how lights work. It's traditionally in the bigger stadiums you see it wrap around the whole stadium. Now the Joe can't do that without just a floating ribbon, uh, but this is a. I, I'm excited. This is a step in the right direction. 
a little juice. What are they going to put on there? I don't know. There might be a... No, but it's the score, the time. Yeah. If you like, drive up... Uh, blue Chevy Silverado, your keys are in the parking I don't know what they're going to put on there. But okay? you'd be down for that. Yeah, I would. I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't know what they're going to put on there. Possibilities are endless. Uh, I, but yeah, I mean, this is I'm a, happy. Yeah, this is something, again, it yeah. ain't all going to, we ain't going to just get a full stadium renovation. This is little things. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah, Rome wasn't uh, built in a day. Wasn't built in 50 years either, but you get the point. I mean, they might flash some, like, loud be loud. What did they, I mean? Do you yeah, have, be loud? Do yep. you literally have any idea? With some pom poms? No, no. You have no clue. They didn't no, tell you. No. I thought you. I thought you were the bleed tech blue I, guy. I didn't put it up. No, I didn't put the old video board up. I maybe we'll the get the, Maybe we'll get the guy that's running the video board on the radio next week, and he can tell us. Well, we can try. We can talk about it. Uh, you know, go, go, we talked earlier about going back before the season. Yeah, I think you picked seven and five. I picked six and six, and. You know, looking back on it now, I think that was probably well, really Well, we gave some disclaimers of there was a we lot did. of unknowns. We did, but it was also... That's a far cry from the 9 and 3 we usually pick. Ah, you generally go 10 and 2, 11 and 1 <laughs> myself for the trip to the Access Bowl. But um, it, it was it was probably optimistic, and, and I think that as fans, I know myself, and maybe this is because I'm, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're a young pup, you had not seen 58 years of tech football but I do have some optimism as far as the staff, and I think that's why you know we picked Tech to, to finish in that manner. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline where we got Rafe. Rafe, what you got for us tonight? Man, just a question for you guys. I'm, I'm, you know, I, we've had one home game, and it was a rout. I mean, just a blowout. It was almost surprising how bad we beat SFA, and I, you know, I know they're. Whatever, uh, FCS, FBS. Yeah, they turn there. around and beat Warner ninety-eight uh, zero, though. You know, so <laughs> I know. So, so, so the question is: Do we do we have a home field advantage? Is it? Um, I mean, I don't know if the crowd is the advantage, or maybe the comfort level of the players. Maybe the and, comfort. And, yeah. uh, play with a little more confidence. Feel like they're going to win the game, and so forth and so on. This, do we? I mean, it seemed like we didn't have that last year, but you guys think we have a home field advantage or not? I mean, Ray, Rafe, say what you want, but facts are facts. In 2022, we are undefeated, never lost at the Joe, okay? True. Under the Cumbie administration, I got to believe the players love to put on in front of their city. I agree okay? with that. I think it's a little... It's a little uh, a little more high, but at the same time, an away venue can pump you up. I know that was a very exciting perf- experience at Clemson, but I, I do think I do think there's. I mean, obviously Vegas thinks so. I mean, Vegas typically gives like a it's like a three point swing to home teams. I mean, there's a reason. There's I a think, reason for it. I, I think the comfort level of being in the Joe, being a place that you know, a familiar locker room, a familiar uh, run out. I, I think all that definitely. Uh, has to give you some sort of advantage from a crowd standpoint. Like uh, I don't think yeah, UTEP's I don't think... working on the silent. Right? Yeah, exactly. Way. We're not, we're not we're not blowing their eardrums out, but uh, I think it's probably just a, a pride thing. Yeah. Uh, a little. I mean, maybe just subconsciously gives you a little more energy throughout the game playing in front of your home crowd. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what, what what do you think, Ray? Well, you know, I, that's why I'm wondering because there there wasn't the you know the execution was better. It's SFA. The the rhythm was better. The players had more swagger, you know, overall. I mean, not like we didn't make plays at Clemson or make plays at um, Missouri. I don't know if we made any plays at South Alabama. But, you know, um, to me, it, it, it seems 
like, you know, and it may, I'm not saying the opponent is intimidated, but it seems like our guys, you know, the, the way when you talk about a new regime, you know, you, you want to start by, you know, playing your best at home, you know, when you're in your own setting, and this is where we practice, this is where we dress, you know, this is our place, and, um, and build from there. And that's the only thing that I could figure, you know, because Beck brought up Vegas. I was like, why? Why would we be favored? Why? I mean, we, we just got our doors blown off. Why would we be favored uh, unless there's some sort of metric they're including to, um, to calculate for the home field, which hasn't really been, you know, but the previous regime was so dang conservative that they wanted to win by three or one at home worse versus this one seems like they want to just end the game in the first half, you know, and then, then we're just talking about backups in the fourth quarter. So I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of get the feeling that we're going to, um, we're going to beat UTEP. And I don't know if we're player for player better than them. I mean, I think we have some skill guys, probably better than their skill guys, but I mean, in the trenches, I mean, I, I don't know, but I think that the confidence level might be so much that that we could beat them, and I mean, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna be interested to see how we perform in that aspect. Good stuff, appreciate it, Rafe. You're welcome, man. Take care. You know, you talk about that point about playing at home, though. Like, surely there has to be some sense of pride, and like beyond the players, from a coaching standpoint, I do think there's something to playing well at home and kind of starting to, quote-unquote, build your your home fan. But I do think there's something to that. And I, I think the biggest thing for the players is just the comfort uh, of being at home. Being yeah, we can ask Smoke and BJ that when they come on for sure. Um, I mean, I, I, like a, a year like last year, I don't think it mattered at all. I mean, No, I agree. You know, I don't I mean, know. I, mean, I, just, I also think, you know, you look back at last year, like you played well. You didn't play well defensively, but you won the game against Southeastern. You played well at home against SMU, obviously you lost in dramatic fa- – like, you played well against Charlotte. Like, I mean, you play better at home uh, than you do on the road, and I don't think that's totally unexpected. But there has to be some sort of pride, motivation, you know, what, however you want to describe it, to getting this place back to – and I'm not saying that intimidating from a fan aspect, but, like, where it's tough to win here because, like, this is – you know, you kind of put your foot down and say, this is our home field. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe it. No, and, and the SFA game, you know, Rafe said, that, like, you know, we played better. It's like, yeah, we, what we did was run the ball, and that took pressure off of everything. I and agree. we didn't, I mean, you look at the stats, Parker was okay, but really wasn't dominant. I mean, no. now, I think what, where the fans come into play is, I mean, you, you heard it at the our away games. It's like tech scores and it's dead silent. You know? yeah. So, like, tech's hype, you know, but nobody else is. On third downs at home, I mean, you do hear some crowd noise, even at tech, and it can just give you a little extra boost in the in the in later in the game when you need some and a big play down or you get a little loud or well, the celebration. We, I mean, you when you score a big touchdown and everybody cheers and roars, I mean, that that's like, that's life-giving. I you know? do hear our boy Kurt Joyner on third down. He gets yeah. amped up. <laughs> Brings the heat. He sure does. Let's go ahead, Taylor. Next time out, we come back. We'll continue talking Louisiana Tech, UTEP. You listen to Bleed Tape Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. 
Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. At BMO Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMO Motors Facebook page. At BMO Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMO Motors in Arcadia. snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you are looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. We're back. Louisiana Tech, UTEP, 6 p.m. kickoff on Saturday night. I believe the game's on ESPN+. Plus. Kenneth chimes in on the O'Neill Gas text line. Says, time to play Liddy. Kenneth, you're not the only one that uh, is calling for the young freshman, but it does sound like Parker McNeil will start at quarterback for the fourth straight week. And, hey, at this point, you have to hope for a win. Like, I think, and I would imagine within that locker room, we'll ask Smoke and BJ this in the next segment, like, you do have to feel like you got new life a little bit. Like, there, there's, as a player, like, you can't throw in the towel in week five. Like, you got to think in your heart of hearts, like, boys, we we get, we can make a run. We I, got the guys in the locker room. Yeah, I think I think not being I – mean, starting league play is just, like I said, a huge reset. You, the, if you've already dropped two conference games, it's a lot easier to be like, well – That'd be different, yeah. Yeah, but are you – I mean, technically, theoretically, possibly, you went out. Pretty nice. You had a good spot. Hey, by the way, saw this from your boy LaTeX Sports Central. Shout oh. out. Oh, um, if you don't follow the up, weekly shout out for La Tech Sports Central, yeah, you are a a beast. Um, going back to 2016, um, old La Tech Sports Central said the Louisiana Tech lost to a Power Five on the road, beat an FCS at home, lost to a Power Five on the road, lost to a G Five on the road. We're one and three coming back home. Who'd they play? Oh yeah, they were playing UTEP, and they reeled off seven in a row. So, hey. Not saying this team will do it, but... Incumbi we trust. You know? uh, do you remember that FCS game in 2016? If I bring it to your memory, you'll remember it. 2016, what was I doing? Uh, was a four-hour rain delay before the kickoff against South Carolina State. I believe the game went to about 
2 a.m. Started about 11, 10, 45. Ryan 11. Higgins was making his first start since his redshirt freshman year. Had four first-half turnovers. All-time, all-time small crowd. It was a very small crowd, obviously. But if you remember, the the crowd that was there was chanting for Jamar. You remember oh, that? What a time to be alive. You remember that, though? Yes, I do. And I, I went back and looked at it today. I was looking at the box score in that game. Tech had 727 yards of offense. With four turnovers. <laughs> yes. Like What was his final score? Like 53 to 27. Like that Nobody wanted to be there, including the players. Yeah, that that offense was special though back in 2016 yeah, led by Ryan Higgins and Carlos Anderson, Trent Taylor, they were a oh. pretty solid trio. Uh right, Chris Duncan chimes in and says, "Hope for a win." Obviously. I'm just hoping for no interceptions. Chris me Chris, too. Don't set yourself up for failure. That's my that's my advice. I think there can be interceptions and there can be a win. Uh, do you think it? <laughs> do I you don't th- think there's going to be no interceptions. <laughs> do you think it's simple as Sonny Cumbie goes when he sits down and they look at the film and they talk with Parker over the last couple of weeks and it's like, hey, dude, like just take a sack. Yeah. Oh, he he, he talked hey, about that this week. Throw it in the stands. Like just do it simply. I mean, what do you do if you're Cumbie? Do you play it on the big screen and say you got? T- Three options on this play right here. Either one, you throw it to the other team. Two, you go down. Or three, you throw it out of the bounds. Parker, can you, you rank them in order do? of what you would do? <laughs> no, but like, I just needed to be sure. No, but it sounds so simple. But like that, in a, in a way, that's kind of what it boils down to. It's like throw the ball in the seats, take the sack, punt the football. We, we've talked about the numbers when the defense has a chance. Like they've I, given you a chance to win football games. I think hopefully, I mean, but we also know this is, I mean, there's no shot in heck that he, that hadn't been a conversation every single week. I agree with that. So, I mean, you, that's, this is the at, same at what story. what are going to get through? Yeah. yeah. Do you, we know Cumbies makes adjustments in practice. He said in the practice this week, they got no, they got no throws that were uncontested. Yep. All in practice, you know, quarterbacks got his, contested. got his red jersey on. You don't get within 10 feet of them, you know, might hurt his feelings. So what they did this week is they had arms up. They had, Pull Locking noodles dogs, up. They yeah. had whatever they had up. I mean that that's got to help. At least they're trying. At I'll least say that. like just try something different. I like to hear those little nuggets of information. No, I, I tend to agree with you on that. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, looking at UTEP, obviously the miners come to Ruston on Saturday night, three and three overall. Uh, quarterback Gavin Hardison completing 53 percent of his throws, uh, which is a touch below Parker McNeil at 54 percent. 1,266 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, Ronald Awat, uh, Cumbie mentioned this, Ronald Awat, their running back, uh, actually a Lubbock native. So uh, Cumbie's like, uh, probably recruited that dude. Or he's like, kind of pulling for him, kind of not. No, or is he like, no, not. no can't say definitely that not. Um, you also got, let's see what else, uh, big name at receiver, Tyron Smith, 33 catches, 568 yards, 17 yards a catch. Four touchdowns. Uh, like I said earlier, when they do throw the football, they've only thrown it 25 times in the last two weeks. Going for the old juggler. Going deep. No doubt about it. Going deep. Well, if you create that run game expectation, it should theoretically open up. You know, the, you know, the, the safeties cheat down 27 plays in a row, you know. Yeah. Not more good. likely they get beat over the top in a situation like that. Yeah. Than if you uh... well, I think too, and we'll we'll talk with BJ coming up next about this in a game against a team 
that wants to run the football so much, you know as a safety, it's going to require you to get down into the box and make some tackles. But that, that eye discipline's big because UTEP, all they want, they want one-on-one opportunities you know, down the field. It doesn't matter if the Island boys are out there or not. They want one-on-one chances against those guys. And I, I can't necessarily blame them. I mean, that's kind of you know what every offensive coordinator uh, you know, really wants to a degree as far as, you know, getting those one-on-one matchups down the field with the potential to make big plays. Right. And, and so we'll, we'll talk with BJ about that. I, I was actually looking up right now, uh, looking up some of UTEP's numbers when they come to Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech seven and one against the Miners in Ruston. Uh, they are fourteen three and one all time well, against La, UTEP. La is. Yeah, Tech is. Excuse yeah. me, I say UTEP. Uh, I, I think so. Tech's 14-3-1 all-time in the series, 7-1 and one in Ruston. Uh, first meeting between these two teams didn't go too well for the old dogs in 1939. Fell 27 I mean, history's important, Ben, but I feel like we might have moved on from, from that squad. From the 1939 <laughs> squad? I feel like maybe we maybe totally and entirely have moved on from that Dana squad. Dana Devil's in his fifth season as the head coach of the Miners, 15-36. and 36. Imagine if Tech still had a head coach at 15 and 36 in year five. Can't imagine that the old faithful would be too happy with that. So, you know, we'll get to our picks later in the show. And I, I just think that this game boils down to one thing for me. I, I I hate to say it doesn't matter, but I don't expect Louisiana Tech offensively to run the football all that effectively. UTEP has a pretty good defensive line. I think it boils down to Tech defensively and can they get off the field. Because, like we said in the open, if you can't get off the field against a team which is boring as all get out to watch that runs at four yards to carry, like it is going to be a long night. I guess the one positive could be that we're going to might get a three-hour game. You might. You know. You might. I wish Rob Manford, MLB commissioner, would come look at the old pace of play in college football. You know, he's big into that guy. Yeah, I know he is. Yeah. Uh, I got another text on the old O'Neill Gast text line. Uh, Brett chimes in. Sounds like the Miners got some rock stars, which explains the discrepancy in their wins and play style. Brett, you and those rock styles. Unnamed texter says, you got some a few betters as fans. What the, what's the thoughts of being favored to win? Will the fans show out? The fans can make a difference. Well, they showed. 16,094 saw a win for the first home game. Well, there'll be more or less. Start less. Pop. Yeah, less. We are uh, we are in the middle of hunting season, my friend. How are the receivers catching up this week? Tipping balls, are they ripping them out of the air? Some good examples of no, that. No, that's a great point, though. We, we, I asked Cumbie that today in the press conference about the receivers. He said the receivers have played phenomenally well. They're open. He said, yeah, you can say they should catch the football well, but he said the ball placement from the quarterbacks has been poor. And he said, yeah, some balls getting tipped up in the air, but the ball placement has to be better so that you allow your receivers to catch the football and get up the field and make plays. Listen, do you want the tip balls to go up into the air? Obviously not. Like, it leads to interceptions. But I, I, there's something to balls getting tipped up and being picked off. They haven't been, you know, I, yeah, the yeah. smoke when at South Alabama kind of reads the belt. Like, ball was behind them. Yeah, you could have caught it, but, like, you're also running full speed over the middle. Like, it ain't easy to kind of throw up the old switcheroo midair. Yeah, and as far as the betting, like we said, Tech's now a three-point favorite. I think the last time I looked, it might have changed. Uh, 
This is a perfect situation for what I like to call the emotional bet. Uh, you bet the dogs to lose, and if they do, you win money, and it softens the blow. And if you win, you're happy. They won. Listen, I'd pay for a win. That's the Beck special. That's the Beck special. Now, this presents a unique opportunity. Don't bet UTEP money line. Don't be tempted by the juice. You bet them plus three, and there's a potential for a Tech win and a UTEP cover, and that, my friend, Whoa, you're a that is the golden nugget. Man, you are here delivering the goods. Let's go ahead, Terry. Next time we come back for the break, safety VJ Williamson will join us. Listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans. We're so excited about October's Blizzard of the Month that we just had to tell you. Meet the new Snickers Brownie Blizzard Treat. Made with Snickers pieces, chewy brownie pieces, and caramel topping blended into the world-famous DQ Soft Serve. This might just be your new go-to order, and you don't even have to trick or treat to get it. Try it today, only at DQ. Happy. Tastes good. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Haynes, John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline. we got Bulldog Safety, BJ Williamson joining us. BJ, what's happening tonight? How you doing? We're doing well. Tell us, tell us about the bye week. How, how'd you spend? Uh, I guess your weekend off. I know you guys had practice last week. How'd you spend uh, a few days off over the weekend? Uh, really, just relaxing. Um, got to see my girlfriend. You know, really just spending time with her. Really. BJ, did you watch any of the former Bulldogs in the NFL this weekend? We had a big, uh, 
couple big plays by Amik and then uh, Legarius Sneed. Did you catch those? Of course, I caught both of them. What I want to go back to that real quick. What what was it like for you being a young player, uh, getting the opportunity to play for some of those older guys and some some of that leadership that they maybe passed down to you. Uh, how have you tried to to pass that down to the some of the younger guys now? Um, really, just everything they poured into me with the film study, with um, how to actually move, what to look for on the field. Everything they've told me, um, I really just tried to. Everything, literally, they told me, I just passed it down to the younger people below me because I know, basically, they haven't steered me wrong yet, so I know it works actually. So, and they at the, the highest level doing it. So, uh, obviously, the team's off to a tough start, one and three in conference play. Get, getting that bye week and getting the opportunity to kind of re, reset in a sense. Uh, being an older guy, do you kind of use that time to, you know, watch a little bit of extra film, kind of take a step back and let some of those other guys on the roster that haven't been a part of a 10-win team like you have uh, know that you still have plenty of opportunities to kind of make some things happen with conference play this weekend? Um, yes, first I, I evaluated myself how I've been doing personally. Um, to see if actually I'm doing the right thing, leading by example and playing like how I'm supposed to be playing. But then again, also, uh, it was a real good time to catch, like, watch a lot of film, you know, get 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 a lot to know, like, about what these guys do and how they operate and stuff. So that's how I really took this bye week. You're talking about UTEP and what they do. Obviously, no secret. They're going to be running the ball a lot. Is For you, is that a uh... – what, how does that hit you? Is that, is that a game that you look forward to less on a team that runs the ball heavily versus a team that passes, or do you just switch your focus uh, to defending the run more heavily than the pass? Um, I literally just do this. Take every game the same, um, break break the film down and everything the same. I just – I I love – it doesn't matter what type of game it is. I'll always be ready for it, so – the the balance of playing a team like UTEP, I think they've thrown the football only 25 times the last two weeks. Does that make your job more difficult on the back end, just knowing that as much as they do run the football, they're, they're going to take that shot down the field at some point? Um, no, it just, it don't make it more difficult. It just make just have to keep, keep eyes and keep, stay disciplined through the whole game, and then we'll be all right. From the defense's perspective, obviously, we've talked a lot about on the show uh, some of the turnover problems that the offense have had, or the offense has had. Uh, for you guys on that side of the ball, getting those sudden changes, are those things difficult to deal with as a player, um, knowing that you know you might have just been out on the field a couple minutes ago and you got to get right back out there, and oh yeah, by the way, you got to keep the opposing team out of the end zone? We don't look at it that way. We just look at an opportunity to be able to stop them, and we worry about what we have to do to help our whole team win. No doubt about it. Great stuff, BJ, as always. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the field Saturday night in the conference home opener against UTEP, and we'll be looking for that first interception, my man. Already. Thank you all so much. BJ Williamson joining us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline. I, it has to be so difficult as a defender with some of those sudden changes from a turnover standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
and not not necessarily because you're tired. It's just kind of like, and I know obviously we don't expect him to say it, but oh gosh, like you got to get back out there. Oh, you know how many times is this going to happen? Blah blah blah. As we work to get Smoke Harris on the line, uh, Taves, you working on Smoke Harris? As we get working to get Smoke Harris on the O'Neill Gas Hotline, but it, it, we're going to ask Smoke that some as well as far as those turnovers as a player offensively. Smoke doesn't have control in most of that. Like That part has to be... It's got to be way more frustrating for offense. For defense, it's like, I mean, I think you get so focused on my one job is to get, get off the field. So if i got to go back out there, I, I might be tired, but I'm going to do it, and I'm yeah. going to get them off the field. You know, and that, If you're offense and you're trying to get things going and it's one thing after another, you got to be like, man, like, I didn't even get a chance at that one. You know? like, well, it gets that's tough. a good point. No doubt about it. Let's go back to the O'Neill Gas Hotline Bulldog receiver Smoke Harris joins us. Smoke, what's happening? What's going on, Smoke? What do we got to do to get you in studio here? Man, all you gotta do is call me. I'll be in there. Just let me know when. Let me know the play. <laughs> hey, we'll let we'll let you know. Hey, tell us what you did over the bye week. Obviously, you guys had a couple practices last week. Uh, how'd you spend your your off weekend uh, as you get set for conference play this weekend against UTEP? We just been getting ready for. We just been detailing, been going through the little things, trying to fix up those little mistakes we made in the games previous play, previous games or whatever. Just been polishing up, and we look. We got a early head start on UTEP, which actually gave us the upper hand. So yeah, we'll be ready this weekend. All right, Smoke. I'm I'm, I'm assuming that you've done some self evaluation over the first four games. What are some of your big takeaways about your play over the first four games? Some things you've done well, and some things you want to clean up. Um, I have been separating in my routes, etc. I have to catch the ball better, be more vocal in the game, make more make more plays, and etc. I just got to step up my play, bring my guys along with me. And, and this might be a little bit of a tough question, but you go back to that South Alabama game when you drop that long pass down the middle, and obviously all, all receivers drop passes. You've been in college for what five years now. Does does that change? Um, you know how you play during a game, or are you just looking. Uh, to make the next play that come towards you, uh, like the big fifty-two yarder you had later in the game. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like I uh, I just didn't track that ball, which that's fine. I was like, all right, what's next? I just go on to what's next. Don't let that play beat me again. So I just move on from it. Hey, when I get back, I just you know I got to work on that, making that catch at that point in the time, and that's pretty much it. I really don't be caring. I mean, everybody makes mistakes, but I mean, you just gotta make it to where you don't make those mistakes, you know what I mean? So. Right, right. Can you talk a little bit about – me and Ben were discussing when, when to have a bye week. You obviously don't get to pick that. Do you prefer to have a bye week right before you go into conference play, or would you rather one later in the season? I mean, it really doesn't matter. Like they say, hey, they could give me the bye week the first week of the season. <laughs> and we'll be ready anytime, any place, anywhere. So, I mean, the bye week really didn't – it really don't matter to us. From a mindset standpoint, obviously you guys are aware you've had some turnover issues at different points during the season. On the sideline during games, being an older guy, do you kind of keep pumping guys up, keeping keep telling them, keep going, keep going, because it's pretty evident that you guys have a lot of talent on that side of the ball. I mean, we just keep going. Like, what's next? Like, we throw an interception, all right, cool, we we go out there and we, we get our defense, we get our guys on offense, we go sit down, learn, teach, get us little moments, whatever they teach, tell us whatever they got, whatever they're saying, and we just go out there and cheer the defense on. 
we know if the defense get a stop right here, we go and score, or we go and put a drive together, get some points on the board or something. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, everybody makes mistakes, interceptions, turnovers, whatever. Defense give up a touchdown, anybody. I mean, we just go on to what's next. I mean, we really can't control life. I mean, so we just go on to what's next. Smoke, we had a caller call in earlier talking about home field advantage versus playing an away game. Uh, I feel like your answer may be it doesn't matter. You're just going to go play. But is there a little extra energy playing at home versus playing away, or does the being in somebody else's house give you that extra energy when you do play away? I mean, it's good to play at home. You don't have to worry about traveling. But, I mean, it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, we can go play in Ruston. It's fun. I mean, it's the same atmosphere. We go play there. I mean, it's just different people. And, like, we like to go take over places. So, I mean, it really don't matter, though. Last question. We'll let you get out of here. Uh, I know you probably haven't watched a whole lot of film on UTEP's offense, but they love to run the football. It feels like they try to control the clock a little bit. Knowing that you guys might only get 50, 55 snaps, you mentioned getting that early head start on prepping for UTEP. Um, th- does that make you kind of to- tune in a little bit further from a detail standpoint, uh, knowing that you don't get as many possessions in-, in a game like this? I mean, we just know we got to be clicking on all cylinders. We know they're going to try to hold the ball, run the clock out, huddle, et cetera. We just got to be clicking on offense. We get 50 plays, we're going to make them the best 50 plays we have we had all season. So, I mean, if they, hold, if they try to control the clock, we'll just score it and make them, make them play. Great stuff, as always. Smoke, um... I'm feeling a big punt return on Saturday night. Me too, I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, great stuff, man. We'll talk here in a couple of weeks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Smoke Harris joining us on behalf of Louisiana National Bank. Hey, you think he really cares about Homer away? No, he don't care. He's just got to focus on the next play, baby. You just go out there and do what you do. It don't matter where you do it. Hey. I believe that's probably true. I, I also It think, probably matters most for the guys that don't get in the game. I also think <laughs> it's gotta true. suck to stand on the sideline when ain't nobody there. You stand on the sideline at Clemson, it's like, all right, that's all right. Yeah, they can't hear me <laughs> talking. <laughs> they ain't gonna see my phone in my that's back right. pocket. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but hey, from Smoke's standpoint, the the attitude, like we as fans, I feel like we analyze play after play after play, like individually. Like like he dropped the big one down the middle against South Alabama. Probably a touchdown. But, like, if he sat there and hung his head and, you know, didn't make the next play, like, you're going to be double mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be able to put plays behind you. And that has to be difficult as a player because you know that as much as we care, like, they have to care a little bit more. Yeah, probably not as big of a deal for someone like Smoke who knows, like, hey, I, I make I'm gonna plays, I'm going to get the ball back. Yeah. For the guy that's trying to prove himself, a drop like that can be a uh... – that can be tough, you know? No doubt about it. Let's go ahead, Darren. Next time out, we come back. Voice of the Bulldogs, Malcolm Butler will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk at 97.7. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. 
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal Housing Lender. Member FDIC. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatterload, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Calling all Bulldog football fans. Season tickets for the 2022 La Tech football season are on sale now. The schedule features Sonny Cumbie's inaugural game versus SFA, plus games against UTEP, Rice, Middle Tennessee, and UAB. Contact the ticket office at 318-257-3631 or visit latechsports.com slash tickets to secure your seats today. That's 318-257-3631 or online at latechsports.com slash tickets. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Lead Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go to back to the O'Neill Gas Hotline. Get the voice of the Bulldogs, Malcolm Butler, joining us. Malcolm, how are we doing tonight? I'm good, guys. How about y'all? We are doing well. I, I wanted to get into some of the kind of the behind-the-scenes type view from a from a radio broadcasting standpoint uh that you know listeners might not be all that familiar with coming from a a prep standpoint um getting into football going back to last year obviously your first year i know you've done a game in previous years how different is the prep knowing that you know you're gonna see 100 120 different guys whether it's for louisiana tech or the opposition in, in a giving day is there a I guess a, an easy way to prep for that many guys. There's, it's a big difference between basketball when you're going to have a roster of 12 or 13 guys that you have to worry about. Obviously, uh, you know, for basketball uh, or softball or baseball, you know your players, right? You know every one of them inside and out. Now, uh, you know, as the season goes on, you get to know the same thing with football, but you're talking about a roster of over 100 guys. So your team alone, obviously – uh, it takes a lot more prep work to kind of get to know those guys. Not to mention you're about to step on the field with another group out there that's going to dress out 70 to 100, depending on whether they're at your place or you're at their place. And so, yeah, there's there's a lot more prep work. I mean, you look, the pregame show is uh, uh, an hour and a half. Uh, compared to 30 minutes for basketball. Uh, so you've got to try to make sure you've got all your elements filled. There's a lot of prep work during the week as far as my pregame interviews with Sonny and some different things like that. So uh, football and basketball and even baseball, softball, are totally different just because of the numbers, uh, the amount of time, um, you know, all those different things. But, uh, you know, I, last year was definitely different for me. Um, you know, my, doing my first year, I'd only had one football game under my belt about five or six years ago. And, 
Um, you know, I kind of, uh, I'll be honest, I mean, I kind of learned baptism by fire in more ways than one last year. Uh, and so, but, you know, every game it gets a little bit easier. I can constantly critique myself. I constantly go back and listen uh, to different calls, sometimes the entire game. I ask Teddy Allen. I ask my friends who listen uh, for honest feedback. So I'm always trying to get better. From a view standpoint, what's the toughest uh, venue, toughest press box view that you've had to this point? Uh, are we talking uh, regardless of sport, or are we just talking football? Let's talk football. Oh, man. Um, well, I've only got, what, uh, 16 games under my belt, so that shouldn't be a very difficult question. Um, really, I haven't had a bad one so far. To be honest with you, um, I remember I did uh, some color one year um, with Dave Mitts um, years ago uh, when we went out to Hawaii to play uh, Hawaii when we were in the WAC. And uh, at the Aloha Bowl, you were pretty far away from the field. Uh, but, you know, you've, you you got to use binoculars. At least when you get my age, you got to use binoculars because you just can't see those numbers real well running around down there. But I really haven't had a bad view uh, when it comes to football. I've, I've heard that Auburn's pretty rough, so uh, hopefully we don't make that trip in a few years. <laughs> Been there a couple of times, but just in the press box. And I, Auburn's one of my favorite places to go, to be honest with you. I love that place. I like their fan base. I think I've always thought that they're a very respectful group. Uh, Alabama fans won't agree with that, but uh, one of my favorite places to go. Malcolm, in a, a unique thing about your position is when you're good, you're good, and it, it's great. But when you're not good at it, it's very, very noticeable and distracting. Uh, so y- you guys do an amazing job, but who did you grow up kind of modeling after? And, uh, I mean, did you notice that the, the difference in somebody that was a professional and doing it well versus uh, someone that was a little in over their head? Well, I mean, I grew up listening to Dave Nitz. I mean, since I was seven, eight years old, um, I used to lay in bed uh, under the covers with the flashlight, keeping my own scorebook, listening to the Bulldog basketball team playing, listening to Dave. And uh, so that's who I grew up listening to. So I got was privileged with uh, growing up listening to the one of the best that's ever called uh, the game. And so, you know, I don't know. Uh, I know I, some of my stuff, I'm sure, just from listening to them all these years, I take. There's some things me and Dave differ on in a lot of different ways as well. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, to answer the other question, uh, you can definitely listen um, to broadcasts. And you, you probably hear it more on the high school level uh, than you do the, the college level. Uh, when you when you hear guys constantly talking over each other, that's that's the worst, right? As a listener, and you're trying to listen to a football game, and there's a big play happening, and uh, the color guy's too busy screaming on top of the play-by-play guy, and you can't tell what's going on. And you hear that a lot, um, you know, regardless of where you are uh, in high school. So I don't hear obviously as much on on the college level, but yeah, that's that's probably my biggest pet peeve. When you get into a game, you know, regardless of opponent, how much do you and Teddy talk throughout the week about your prep work, or do you try to allow for some of those conversations to become uh, more organic if they're, you know, not major known stories to the public? Well, I'm I'm lucky to have Teddy. I mean, Teddy is uh, Teddy is really good uh, at what he does. I mean, he always comes very prepared with stuff off the wall stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he's looked up, whether, you know, it's about the city you're in, whether it's about the venue you're at. 
uh, regardless of whatever it may be. And, of course, Teddy's a storyteller. I mean, that's what he does, right, whether it's writing or whether it's verbalizing. And so, you know, we talk a little bit during the week, but to be honest, Ben, we don't talk a whole lot. Um, We know going in, uh, I know what I'm responsible for uh, on game day, and he kind of knows what he's responsible for. We'll talk a little bit. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll usually get to the stadium a good hour and a half before we go on the air, so three to three and a half hours before kickoff, and and we'll talk through some things. But um, you know, he's easy to work with. We're pretty organized. Uh, I think I'm when it comes to certain things, I'm probably a little bit more organized than what he was dealing with with Dave. But Dave's done it so long that you know, Dave. You know, Dave was Dave, and when he'd done something for 48, 49 years, uh, you know, old dog, new tricks. And heck, that's kind of where I'm becoming too. So I can't speak a whole lot, but uh, I try to be as organized as possible. We know what we're going to do each segment. We know who's responsible for what. So um, there's not a, a ton of communication that goes on during the week. When you look at you know developing relationships with new head coaches, obviously you've been through that. Uh, on the women's basketball, you've been through that with softball, and, and you've been an SID for many, many years, and so you've seen a lot of different guys and gals come through this place. Uh, what's that transition like as far as with Sonny Cumbie, uh, getting to know him and, and learning about him so that can help you not only during your broadcast but on Inside Tech Football and some of the post-game interviews as well? Well, First of all, I'm fortunate. I mean, Sonny Cumbie's awesome. Uh, you know, he is so authentic. He's so real. Uh, he's, uh, he's a radio guy's dream when it comes to, I mean, if you listen to us on Monday nights on the coaches show, I mean, an hour flies by because, you know, you can ask him the question and he gets very in depth and he's, he's enjoyable to listen to and, um, he just makes it really easy. So I've been very fortunate. Uh, and, and Skip was that way too, right? I mean, Skip was uh, a talker. Uh, and you would much rather have that as a radio guy. Uh, than a coach that's going to answer you with a 15-second answer and you're trying to figure out four different questions to fill 60 seconds. You never want that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of that just takes time. Um, you know, when Sonny was ha- hired, I obviously was still uh, the, the senior associate AD in the communications department, and so I got to know him a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the, when he was on campus for the press conference and all that, I was kind of with him behind the scenes on a lot of it and started to get to know him. Um, but a lot of that has probably developed on the air. And heck, every, every week, whether it's my pregame interview with him or whether it's Monday night, I learn something new about the guy. And I always try to ask him some, um, some football, but non-football on the field football related questions to try to get him to know, to get him to know him even more and let our fan base know him even more. But, uh, you know, I'm blessed that he's like that because I've, I've dealt with a lot of coaches over the years in a lot of different sports and, and AD's the same way, right? Uh, everybody has different personalities. They've got different strengths and weaknesses. And so, um, you know, I've dealt with some difficult ones over the years, but for the most part, I've been very lucky at Louisiana Tech and uh, I'm very lucky with Sonny Gumby. No, no doubt about it. So let, let's get to the post game interview part. Obviously, close win, close loss. Uh, what's that balance like as a radio guy? Obviously, you got a lot of listeners out there in your audience that want you to ask the tough question. Why'd you throw it on third and six? Why'd you run the draw play on third and 15? What's that balance like as far as getting as much as you can out of a head coach, regardless of who it might be, but also not overstepping your boundaries and, and kind of trying to get into some, to some things that might not be appropriate for coming out over the air sure um and and i'll be honest i mean it just transparent it can suck sometimes right because there's certain questions that you know you gotta ask and and just look at last year i mean who 
I would have never dreamed in my first year of taking over for Dave. I was going to have to call five games that we lost in the last, what, 20 seconds of the ball game, if not on the last play of the game. And, and that's difficult enough to do. But then knowing that, you know, I mean, last year, just think about it. I had to, I had to ask Skip about the SMU game, about the fake punt that we gave up in the fourth quarter when I think everybody in the stands knew there was a fake punt coming, uh, except our punt coverage <laughs> unit. And then, and then the Hail Mary, right? So those were two. And then, you know, you go to the North Carolina State game and I had to ask him in the post game about how do we let 30 seconds run off the clock uh, when we still have a timeout in the last 60 seconds of the ball game when you're driving down there trying to score. So you're pro-tech, and you guys know me. I, I live yeah. and breathe Louisiana Tech. I love it. It runs through my veins, right? But as far as being um, you know, uh, journalistic and, and, and doing your job, a lot of times that does come with asking some difficult questions, and you have to do it in a professional way. And you know, you got to try to do it in a way where you're not trying to throw the coach or the players under the bus. No doubt about it. Great stuff, as always, Malcolm. Looking forward uh, to hearing you and Teddy's call on Saturday night against UTEP. Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all and what y'all do, and uh, thanks for having me on. Malcolm Butler, play-by-play guy of the Bulldogs, joining us. <clears throat> Back the Would you ever want to do that? Yeah, it would be pretty cool. But okay. the, the preparation standpoint for football and putting together charts like – and you'll see like different play-by-play guys tweet out their charts, but it is remarkable the things that you have to do. Like, you know, you look at Louisiana Tech; they release game notes every week. Like, you got to scroll through those and figure out all that type of stuff. And I'll tell you, like, going behind the scenes and prepping for a radio, like even for a show like ours, I do it every week. But yeah, I mean, go ahead, you tell me about prepper, it. Yeah. But uh, ninety-minute show. Like, I remember the first show that I ever had. I, I, Thank you, Roll yeah, the used, Air with you me. You used to send me the, the script. Yeah, I, I think I put together. So Jay Ford called me. He's like, hey, radio show's yours. I was like, all right, let's rock and roll. Put together all these notes, five pages of notes, and you get in here and it's like, all right, boys, went through five pages in 15 minutes. Yeah. Got 75 to go. Yeah. Like, it, like the prep stamp, like, you got to be solid. And you also got to understand how to extend segments, how to get to breaks, how to, and you, like, and if you're in Malcolm's case, like you got to call the game, you got to paint the picture. Yeah, and you got to talk for it might be 20 minutes or 30 minutes before Cumbie comes out of the locker room. Exactly, and you got to keep talking you about the feel game. The dead air. And if you lost, it's not fun to do that. But I mean, even like Kirk Herbstreit, who went to playing doing a little Thursday night NFL football, he made one comment. You know, you're looking at some background on the players, and yeah. he said, you know, this guy played quarterback in high school, and I saw a tweet that said I covered him for four years, and he, he never, never one time took a snap at exactly. quarterback. Like. I mean, you can throw these stats out, and 99% of people don't know and aren't going to fact-check you, but there's people that are, especially with Twitter. It's a tough part of the job. Oh, you mess up it all, and you better believe it's going to be all over the Internet. <laughs> no doubt about it. Let's go ahead and take our final timeout of the night. When we come back, uh, I think BC might step out for a segment while Beck talks fantasy football. Then we'll make our picks. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. 
Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey DQ fans, we're so excited about October's Blizzard of the Month that we just had to tell you. Meet the new Snickers Brownie Blizzard Treat. Made with Snickers pieces, chewy brownie pieces, and caramel topping blended into the world famous DQ soft serve. This might just be your new go-to order. And you don't even have to trick or treat to get it. Try it today, only at DQ. Happy. Tastes good. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on it on a Tuesday night. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. I'm BC Beckham's John Tabor. I want to thank BJ Williamson, Smoke Harris, and Malcolm Butler for joining us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline, tremendous stuff. I, I really love the, the deep dive into the intricacies of a play-by-play guy. All right, Beck, let, i got to quit wasting time. Just trying uh, to get to it? Yeah, get to it. Tell, tell, uh, tell the listeners what happened in fantasy. As many of you know, and I'm sure you follow along very closely, Ben and I are in a pretty intense fantasy football league. Somehow, we were the only two undefeateds left. I'm not shocked. Other people were shocked. I'm not undefeated. Anymore. Ben w- did go on like a 3-21 and 21 streak last year and the year before, so I'm shocked about that. Anyways, we're undefeated going into this week. Ben starts chirping pretty hard about Wednesday of last week, just letting me have it about how this is his league. Things have changed. You done yet? He did the whole draft strategy where you don't draft running backs and he's stacked at wide receiver and he has the most points through three weeks, blah, 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 blah. I waxed him this week by 60 points. I mean, just waxed him. It was over at 1230 on Sunday. Great performance. 1230 on Sunday, it was over. I'll tell y'all something. It was Beck's Super Bowl. It was not my Super Bowl, but boy, was I happy to just shut you up didn't get a whole text from you the whole day of sunday not a one text hey lamar and stefan diggs were playing in a rain game hurt your boy a little bit you got to prepare for these things i don't hey listen we got to go back to the drum board you should have been you should have benched lamar and stefan yeah i That's, don't have another quarterback <laughs> all right let's get into louisiana tech and utep 6 p.m kickoff inside joe a stadium conference opener for the Dolls, game will be on ESPN+. Plus. Of course, you can hear Malcolm Butler, Teddy Allen with the call, KXKZ 107.5. I believe the pregame show 
starts at 4.30. B.C. Beck Haines will have the post-game show, the Impact Healthcare Solutions post-game show, immediately following Malcolm and Teddy coming off the air. Uh, looking at the matchup predictor, which is based on ESPN's Football Power Index, Beck, we mentioned earlier, uh, Louisiana Tech is a three-point favorite. Is that right? Can you get us a line and over yes. under here? Yes. Uh, looking at ESPN's Football Power Index, Louisiana Tech a seventy-nine percent chance to win this football game. Uh, kind of feels like one of those games that Vegas knows something that we don't know, uh, based on the performance of the two teams. You think Vegas still thinks Aaron Allen's playing? Uh, possibly. They must be a big believer in him if he is. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but. <laughs> Man, I was out of nowhere. Uh, a little Aaron Allen reference. But, um, yeah, so uh, Louisiana Tech, a three-point favorite. Looking at vivid seats, uh, you can get into this one for as low as $12 on is that Is that real? Yeah, it's real. You look, like yeah, Tech selling tickets for $12? No, 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 vivid seats, third third party. Okay, Tech is still a three-point favorite, over-under set at 52-and-a-half. So they've got to score a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is an under game. So that's a 27-24 type of game. Uh, but if UTEP runs the ball so much, unless they're doing it very effectively. And, and, hey, that has to be know. your concern for Louisiana Tech. I mean, you're giving up 249 yards a game on the ground. I'll be honest. I'm I'm straight up emotional betting this one. It's not even a thing. Well, I'm taking the dogs minus three. There ain't no doubt. You, I know you are. Oh, there ain't no doubt. Tech is 2-2 two and two against the spread this year. I think – SFA was a super broken line. I mean, they were three-point three favorites. Tech was three-point favorites. I mean, that's a broken line. I uh, thought the South Alabama game was a broken line. Yeah, we did. But, boy, was I wrong. It was broken in the other direction. Woo! Vegas took us to the shed. Yeah. Uh, but we did cover against Clemson, correct? Yep. 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 33-and-a-half was the spread. Did not cover against Mizzou. Yeah, that one hurt. Uh, how about this interesting nugget? UTEP's played six games compared to Louisiana Tech only playing four. Uh, I guess really? they played they the played early game. Zero. It was week zero, and then no bye week. Yep, so uh, that's kind of how Smoke Ooh. Harris would prefer. Yep. He can give him the bye week. He don't, week care. One. He don't, he don't matter. care. It don't yeah. matter. It uh, don't matter. So at least Predictions. Hey, yeah, hold on one second. Oh, okay. it's, it's real simple. Like, got to stop the run. Can't turn the football over offensively. I, I don't think it's any more uh, – I mean, it's not more difficult to understand than that. Sonny Cumbie mentioned it. UTEP doesn't do a whole lot of uh, crazy things on the back end defensively. Pretty simple from a scheme standpoint. You would think Parker McNeil, Sonny Cumbie, his staff have a great understanding of what UTEP likes to do defensively. Hopefully, uh, leads to some fireworks on the scoreboard for the Bulldogs. So, let's get to our picks. I know Taves will be plus or minus three points at Beck, but Beck, you go ahead and hit us first. Am I allowed to not pick the Dogs to win on this show yeah, in a close game? Absolutely. I think, I think this is going to be a tough one. I'm a little worried about the run game uh, from UTEP and just it being just a brutal game to watch. Uh, if I'm being totally honest, and I may be emotionally hedging here, I think I – think, uh, it's a close one. I'm going to go 24-21 UTEP, and, and Tech throws a pick late to end the game. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know why. I don't. You just feel it. I just feel it. All right, Taves, what you got for us? Well, Beck's right on the 24. Wrong team. No, right team. It's going to be 
24. Dogs. Dogs. Tabes, I hope you're Vegas right. Vegas be knowing. I hope you're right. What's Vegas, the, what's that's the over, a push. What's the over-under? 52 and a half. 52 and a half. So you're on the under. And you got Vegas a push. Vegas be knowing. You want to buy down to tech, tech two and a half? I thought about buying half a point, but I was like, no. When you're only betting five bucks, you yeah, win. I'm only betting, actually, I think I'm betting six. Look at Tabes. Well, then he, six to win four. Let's go, Tabes. How about it, Tabes? All right, so Beck's got dogs as a loser. Tabes got dogs as a winner. I told y'all I was picking the dogs. I hope you're right. It's clicking this week. Dogs 31, UTEP 17. It's clicking. It ain't as close as the scoreboard might indicate. Betting with the old head or the heart, over the head or the heart. I ain't sure. But I'm back on board. 1-0 in conference play. Giving us some optimism for a road trip to North Texas on October the 5th. Hey, we need this one. Hey, I agree. Like we need I it. hope I'm as wrong as I've I hope you don't I've come in here tooting your horn on No, I, there will be no horn tooting. I'll tell you that. There'll be some sadness. Been a fun show. want to thank B.J. Williamson, Smoke Harris, and Malcolm Butler for joining us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline. For Beck Haynes, for our producer, John Taylor, we'll be back same time, same time, same place next week. I'm B.C. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. said podcasted by searching the jason smith show with mike Harmon. and as always you can hear the jason smith show with mike Harmon weeknights at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific right here on fox sports radio my best friend they say two minds are better than one what do you think jason smith here's where i zig where you think i'm gonna zag they say best friends are I'm going to do my own thing. What do you think, Mike Harmon? What's the common denominator in all this? <laughs> ah, yes. The power of two. Hello. Working together. For legal advice, called Mike Harmon. It's the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Sports are busy this time of year. The NFL's going strong. MLB's in their home stretch. That is how the West was won. And the NBA is gearing up. Trying to play basketball. Uh, Let us play basketball. But we can be your eyes and ears for it all. The eyes part was figurative, okay? We gotta keep our composure. This is Fox Sports Radio. The most fearless voice in sports is on FS1. The one and only Colin Cowherd is bold, unique, and outspoken. Wow. You can see him on The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern on FS1 in the Fox Sports app. All right, it's the Odd Couple live from the TireRack.com studios, and we want to get your thoughts on Tom Brady, the reports that he and his wife are getting divorced, uh, in large part because he's still playing football. You're turning away in. 
All right, let's do it. Jay and Phoenix, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Jay? How you guys doing today? Appreciate your show. Thank you. Uh, Thank I'm, you. A free, I'm, a, I'm a freelance engineer, so you kind of know I, I do the game. So I'm there all early day and out at last out. Uh, I've lost um, several women in my life because due to my schedule, and they didn't understand it. I remember I worked a, a, a game for 